Hey, everybody. I'm Parker. I'm your host today. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. yeah. I'm eating a pretzel. That was, um, that was my fault. I feel like Parker made eye contact at me to be like, take it away. Yeah. Uh, I almost was like, I'm Jenny. <laughs> and I'm John. Mm-hmm. And we're joined by... And there's Kitty. Hi. Mm-hmm. Hey. And we've got a great episode for you today. What we're, are we talking about? We're talking about a uh, wonderful distillery we found in Fort Collins, Colorado, uh, called NoCo Distillery. I.e. Northern Colorado. That's exactly <coughs> what I was going to ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's also another place in no- in Fort Collins that was called, it was Northern Colorado Donut Company, and they shorten it to <gasps> NoCo Doco. Oh, that's <laughs> There's going to be some lawsuits. <laughs> But uh, yes, yeah, so we took a recent trip to uh, Colorado. Yep, and we hit a couple distilleries. And this, what a hidden gem we found! Seriously, uh, on our way from Greeley to Fort Collins, we stopped in and uh, and met uh, met manager Mo. Mm-hmm. And uh, sort so, from Monique. Mm-hmm. Now, did you find this in the portion where you were hitchhiking and Jenny was on her way to work? Because I remember there was a big part of the trip where you were just going to be on your own. Yeah, I was in a uh, a. Brewery in uh, Greeley for a little while while Jenny was at work. Called Weldworks. That's right. That's nice. right. Which sounds like a brewery that would be in Greeley, Colorado. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so yeah, we were we were heading to Fort Collins. We're like hitting a couple of distilleries on the way. Uh, we hit the Heart, which was the first one we hit on the way, and then we hit a uh, Noco. And from the outside, it you know it's very unassuming. We get there, it's like at the the end of this um, little plaza, very business. Like, how would you describe that? Industrial. Thank you. Yes. Industrial mm. kind of plaza. Yeah. It's not so clear that there would be a distillery where like you would want to visit. Like I could understand like a dis- like distillery in terms of like, oh, like they make whiskey there, mm. but maybe not a place to visit. But no, you go in there and you visit and it's like, a, it's a very cute little bar and they've got some like, um, like cigar room kind of vibes like Ooh. they've got like the leather seating in the back room with like a lot of wood like well and i like the doors to either either way out of the bar is uh like bookcases that open up yeah oh, that's cool super cool yeah so yeah. when you're in the bar does it look kind of like you're stuck there yeah just like a small room it's like a small little tasting bar when you walk in and you walk in you're like you're there there's like five seats at the bar mm. yeah and uh but then they have like a back area with more seating and then they have another way that goes into the distillery part of it and what a like, what a cool time! Oh yeah. So we uh, yeah, we got there and uh, they were kind of like hair on fire trying to take care of some stuff like that. Like we were there on like a Tuesday afternoon. I mean, it was, yeah, uh, they were they were trying to get some stuff done and they were clearly stressed out about it. And then we showed up and they were like, "Well, we really want to talk to you about this, but like we're re- like if we don't get this done, like we're gonna there's gonna be some issues." And so. I mean, they still took care of us. We were still tasting stuff during that time. We just didn't get to talk to them until they were done. But once they were done, it was wonderful because they gave us so much information about all these different SKUs that they have and all the like uh, the way that they run their operation. And as it turned out, they were uh, Sebastian, who is the master distiller there, mm-hmm. um, was like, hey, you guys should actually come back tomorrow. I have all the time in the world tomorrow. And so we came back and we were able to actually do an interview with him, which we're going to share a little bit of that with you guys tonight. That is awesome. Yeah, that's great. Were you able to go into the distillery part mm-hmm. as well and see? That's where we tasted everything. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. They have like a little, a little like, like bar that's like hidden that's specifically for like the workers, I guess, or, you know, for them to taste their stuff. Like they use that. Um, and that's where we spent our time the nice. next night. Look at you getting backstage access. I know, right? And how did you guys do the recording? Well, so um, one of the friends of the show for uh, the holidays got us a um, smaller, like, like port- a, a portable recorder, more portable recorder we could bring that has like two mics on it. Nice. And uh, no, it was perfect for what we were doing. Yeah. So we were able to uh, sit down with Sebastian and have a nice, uh, really nice long conversation, try a bunch of spirits, which was super fun. Uh, they make a lot of a lot of things, which we're going to talk about. Um, he told us they've made upwards of fifty things during the the time. Yeah, they around. call it fifty skews, is how he describes yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, like different skews. expressions of any kind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I know because on their website it says like they do over twenty five, but like apparently like they've done up to fifty, uh, which is really cool. The, the distillery started in twenty sixteen, 
we t- I guess do you want to jump to the uh yeah so let's go ahead and cut to Sebastian because we asked him about um kind of how we got how he got started in Fort Collins and we will come back after the break um I want to ask you a little bit about the uh the history of the distillery we we kind of happen upon you guys we're coming on a trip out here and just we're always looking for places looking for fun to go um like how long you guys been around what was how did you end up here let's so in 2016, well, 2016 is the year that we established the distillery. Mm-hmm. And um, I moved to Fort Collins from Las Vegas, where mm-hmm. I had been living there for almost 20 years. Oh, wow. Okay. And um, I'm a winemaker by trade. I'm a master blender. That's, mm-hmm. that's what I did for wineries. And in 2004, one of my friends, uh, the master mixologist, mm-hmm. asked if I would not want to switch fields, go from, instead of sticking into wine, go into spirits. And I told him, no, I mean, I love wine. That's what I do. Yeah. And he says, but there is, the next frontier is really whiskey. And I really, you should really consider it. And as you love whiskey and you got a really nice whiskey collection, mm-hmm. you might want to get into it. So you know, I pondered on it. And the following five years, I spent time researching whiskey and I wrote a book. Oh, wow. I wrote a book called uh, Discovering and Mastering Single Malt Scotch. And I spend about a month a year for five years in Scotland, and I visit every just not everybody, yeah, sure, most of the distilleries. Yeah. And I sat down with the master distillers, and basically my quest was to answer questions that I had about single malt, yeah, and and to fill that quest. And when my ex-wife now decided that she wanted to leave Las Vegas because she didn't want to live there anymore, mm-hmm. um, we looked at several places. One, one was Oregon, the other one was Rutherford, Napa, yeah, one country. Sure. I mean, it, it works for me. Uh, we we looked at Asheville, North Carolina, and then Fort Collins. In, in those days, there was a direct flight from Fort Collins to Vegas, so my personal choice was Fort Collins. Yeah. So we moved here, we bought a house here, I commuted for the two years, and then eventually I met my business partner who doesn't really have to work, uh, he's on the board of his family's company. Sure. And so all they, all, all, his job is just basically making board decision. And I just, I had just finished writing my book and, you know, I, I was done with the commuting. I wanted to do something different. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, well, we're not going to open a brewery. <laughs> um, and, but the reason I moved to Fort Collins mm-hmm. was because of the water quality. Okay. And so I knew I was going to get into making alcohol. I just mm-hmm. didn't know if we were going to be a distillery. My ex-wife wanted a brewery, so that's why she also picked Fort Collins. And we ended up opening a distillery. And um, it was really more experimental. Mm-hmm. All those years that I spent going, you know, spending a month in Scotland, mm-hmm. what I was looking for is I asked every distiller, what would you do if you could do it? If you could do something different. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, in Scotland, we can't do much different. Yeah. These are the rules and regulations, so we're stuck with this. But if I could try something, I would like to do this, and I would like to do that. Mm-hmm. And very quickly, Jim McEwen became kind of my mentor, and he was the one who was telling me, okay, I want you to try this, and I want you to do this, and I want you to do that, and this is, I, I thought about this the other day, and then I thought about you, so I want you to see if you want to try that. And I was like, okay, well... Let's make this distillery a laboratory and experiment. Yeah. So for the first two years, we weren't really focused on making product. We were just focused on trying different things and coming out with different, different yeah. ways of making a product. Mm-hmm. Well, two years in, we have 30 SKUs. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, these were tests, but we, we let our customers try. Yeah. We send samples to you know, different specialists. And they're like, this is all great stuff. There's nothing mm-hmm. bad with this. You know, I mean, I would buy this any day of the week. So we said, well, let's keep it. And so we kept growing, growing in terms of SKUs. And then eventually when we decided that, you know, it was, it was time to stop growing SKU-wise yeah. and, and time to start growing uh, production-wise, mm-hmm. we redid the entire distillery. And now we're really focused on still, com- still committed to all those SKUs. We're at 50, over 50 actually today. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. Still committed to those SKUs, but really focusing on our cores, which are, which is vodka. Mm-hmm. I mean, 63% of our production is vodka, which is kind of crazy when you think about it. Yeah. Our whiskey is number two. Mm-hmm. Gin is number three. And then is our orange liqueur. 
And a lot of people are like, well, orange liqueur from Colorado, that doesn't make any sense. And it, it truly doesn't. Yeah. But we make it the traditional way. So mm -hmm. we get kara kara oranges, which are very sweet. We hang them above a neutral grain tank. And actually, I'll show you later. Other than I, I, we're, it's kara, kara season, so we're doing it right now. Oh, fantastic. And then you can see. And we, um, in terms of sweeteners, we use organic cane sugar versus high fructose corn syrup. And so it makes a very, very big difference on the mm -hmm. flavoring. So we basically copied the Cointreau method. Yeah. We adapt it to our own. And when it comes to the sugars, we're just using organic cane sugar, which is... It makes a big difference in my experience with just drinking orange liqueurs. It, it does. I mean, if you yeah. look at... I mean, you, you tried the peppermint schnapps yesterday. Yeah. yeah. And you see how dark it is. That's mm -hmm. because of the organic cane. Yeah. It's, it's just dark. It's not bleached. And so... And I think a lot of our customers like that. The mm -hmm. fact also that we do single barrel releases of pretty much everything except our blended. Mm -hmm. So you can, you can try the same batch, but from different barrels. And that makes it very unique. So you can actually see the evolution of the whiskey. So if you mm -hmm. were a really fan of a particular batch mm -hmm. and we still have it, then you can get it. Yeah. The sad side is when we release a bottle, less than a week later, we're sold out of that batch. Yeah. You can still find it at different stores and different restaurants that carry our product. Mm -hmm. But our turnover of, of, of bottling is extremely high because mm -hmm. once it's released, it sets. Yeah. And on to the next thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's so cool. that's basically how we started. We just wanted to be a lab. We wanted to create something different. We wanted to experiment. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to find our way because I only wanted to do whiskeys. That's my thing. Yeah. And, but obviously you have to wait a few years until your whiskeys are ready. So we had sure. to get into vodka and our vodka is extremely smooth. And today, because of its smoothness, mm -hmm. it's 63% of, <laughs> of our sales, which is, which is crazy. Yeah. Well, hey, yeah. you got to keep the lights on. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. That's funny. We actually, when we talk to people at distilleries, we get that pretty often that vodka is usually Kinda the best. Kind of carries them a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I've noticed that in a lot of places. Thank but. you. Sure, cool. Well, um, it's, it's what you have to start with. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. of course. And honestly, a good vodka can go a long way. I've experienced a lot of not good vodka in my, uh, in my days. Mm -hmm. um, so we talked a little about this yesterday, but your, uh, your fermentation process is a little unique. Correct. So yeah. <clears throat> first of all, I think today we work with about 14 different yeasts. Okay. Which is also very unique for a distillery. So mm -hmm. for my single malt, so for the barley, I have a specific type of yeast. For mm -hmm. my corns, I have a specific type of yeast. Mm -hmm. For the agave, specific type of yeast, mm -hmm. and so on. Um, why do we do a three-week fermentation process? Well, you can use tuber yeasts or some other yeast, push the fermentation through, and be done in two days or three days. Yeah. The problem with that is you don't want to drink the wash. Yeah. It has an odd flavor, mm -hmm. uh, first of all. And second of all, it just doesn't provide you with a flavor profile. So I am... If, if, if you want to look at my school of whiskey making, mm -hmm. um, I'm more of a Dr. Bill Loomsden kind of guy. Okay. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the esters. Fantastic, yeah. And so for me, in order to get that, we need to ferment a longer period of time. Sure. Now, of course, some people mm -hmm. say, well, you're pushing it going up to three weeks. And I said, I know, but we've experimented this. Mm -hmm. And so we've tried the traditional, you know, 48 to 56 or 72 hour period mm -hmm. and then we tried you know going a week then we tried going two weeks and mm -hmm. then we tried going three weeks same product same batch mm -hmm. after a year we sampled the different barrels and and the, the difference was stunning i mean and and i think you can taste it in, in what you're having oh, yeah, right now fantastic yeah. it's and so and so we decided that you know what we will do two weeks minimum yeah we've gone as much as eight weeks in test oh drives. <laughs> it, it's, oh it's, it's non-lucrative because we're wasting space, sure, but sure. we've tried to see if we really, so we have a temperature control fermentation room yeah. where instead of having jackets on, 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 the, um, on the fermenters, mm. we control the temperature in the room. Okay, and great. so we were able to you know, really lower that temperature to the level that, uh, the minimum level of possible activity for yeast. Sure. And we just dragged it, dragged it. But then when you start playing in that arena, you have to really be careful about the bacterial growth. Yeah. And so now it's like making wine. And that's yeah. where my expertise in winemaking comes into play, yeah. is I know how to control those parameters. Mm -hmm. and, that, and, and so still to this day, a minimum fermentation time is two weeks. That's great. Yeah. That's, 
Got a lot of Jamaican rum vibes there. My friend Steve would love talking to you, by the way. Yeah. Like all of this stuff. Yeah, is, he's, our... he's a total nerd about fermenting and oh. stills and I, like I, I sent him a picture of that everything. still <laughs> I, last night and he was just like, oh my God. <laughs> what are they I, making I, I, on I, that? I love it. <laughs> yeah, uh, and we have, you know, we have the CSU, so Colorado State University Fermentation School here. Yeah. So, I mean, we have, I mean, if you want help, you, I mean, you have great candidates in this town. And that's mm-hmm. the other reason why I wanted to be in Fort Collins. Yeah. Because where you make good beer... You make great whiskey. And in Scotland, you know what they call beer? Aborted whiskey. That's <laughs> <laughs> good. So as you can hear, uh, Sebastian knows what he's talking about. Real renaissance, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, honestly, I can't remember a time be, I've been more impressed by someone in a distillery than, uh, than Sebastian. He is an incredible guy. He very clearly is passionate about his work, and he knows what he is doing. Yeah. He's like a a fiddle player that started with, like, classical violin and, like, just totally. (laughs) No, seriously, like, it's like every single single piece of the process, he was like, I'm going to try all the different ways that I can do this and find the best one. And then I'm going to go to the next step of the process, try all the the different ways to do it, find the best one. He's, like, using the scientific method. Yeah. But while doing that, also is interested in experimenting and going outside of that, like, oh, okay. Okay, this might be the traditional way of doing this, but let's try something else. Well, yeah, I, I, lo- I love you went and just talked to these, you know, super important sc- scotch breakers. And it's like, hey, I, you guys can't really do, do a lot of interesting <laughs> things, but like if you could... And they're like, hey, listen, like, I can't do this, but you should try this. It's yeah. like, I'm sure that you are a creative person. Give me your ideas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's uh, it's just so cool. But uh, so let's let's try a few things. We uh, we were laughing about it while we were uh, listening to that interview that uh the the sheer number of bot we brought seven bottles back from the distillery and, and three from a different distillery yeah so we so uh, there were 10 of them between our two suitcases our, our suitcases were loaded up i definitely need to drive to fort collins next time we go yeah it's gonna be yeah <laughs> so, we, so we can fit more bottles because that was a that was a struggle getting all the bottles in the suitcase hey did you have to pay ever like were you ever no wait? we just barely got really there. yeah wow. well good. at least the good thing is our suitcases were not neither of our suitcases were like the big suitcase i had a medium one and he had a carry-on and it also helps you guys never wear underwear so you don't have to worry about that <laughs> i didn't i didn't have and i i kind of planned to bring some stuff back but yeah it was it was a lot but we made it work well it was, done it was awesome I'm, but, I'm impressed so we have a few th- a, a few of these things to try right now we're gonna uh, break it up a little bit but uh we wanted to start out with some of the gins we got a uh, a london dry gin in front of you right now uh that's 80 proof so they, they make we were talking about four different types of gin that you can that you can buy there but uh this is the london dry kitty what's your stance on london dry since i'm not a big fan of london dry <laughs> i feel like it can be very um uncharismatic <laughs> like it, it just yeah, it's very so clean uh, and plain. But well, l- let's see if this changes your mind at all about London Dry Gin. I mean, from the first smell, I'm already getting some like nice characteristics, like some citrus on there, some citrus, some eucalyptus. Very light, very spring. Yeah, nope. e- eucalyptus is one of my favorite notes on gin, by the way. Nope. Yeah, yeah, very nice. Note. And you don't get it out, get it that often, I don't think. No, but no. when I get it, I'm just like, yes, that's it's nice. a delight. All right, so let's take a sip here. Oh, man, I I really like the palette on that. It's just... That is lovely. Yeah. It's very smooth. I know that Sebastian was talking about the vodka being very smooth in that mm-hmm. clip that we just heard. But... Mm-hmm. I feel like I kind of agree. That I feel like it has some of the characteristics of a London dry gin, <sighs> but the those characteristics are a little bit less um, upfront. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yes, absolutely. It's it's modest yet complex. Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of London gin that I've had, I mean, albeit I've had a lot of like cheap London dry gins yeah. <laughs> um, that, are, that just kind of punch you in the face with the juniper. I mean, I think that is true. Like, uh, like of all, when we go to all these different places, I think that we're getting more unique takes on gin for sure mm. than like a beef eater or yeah, a or, Bombay Sapphire yes, yeah, or, you know. Absolutely. This is very citrusy too, very fresh. Mm-hmm. Like I would sip this, like London dry gin, I typically wouldn't just sit there and sip, mm-hmm. but this I feel like London dry gin one. is better for gin and tonic. Yes, agreed. I, I tend to use them more for mixes yep. or more with mixes. And John, what's your take on that? Yeah, I have to say this is really refreshing. It's um, flavors-wise, it's almost like a more 
floral. I mean, I'll tell you what I don't get is a lot of juniper, which yeah. I feel like overtakes a lot of gins. Like anybody mm-hmm. can make a gin and just overpower the juniper. And they've done a nice job. This feels very elegant, almost formal. Nicely balanced. Yeah. yeah. Do they share or did they share any of the botanicals with you? Because I know that often they're proprietary and they may list a couple, but they won't list them all. Um, Let's see. I don't think they did share no, them. No. Um, they did mention <clears throat> that, that they distill each ingredient separately and then blend them together. Interesting. Which is, yes, that is very unique in from what I've heard of gin I making. Wonder, did they say why they did that <clears throat> and what impact that had on the final product? Yeah, I think it had... It, he did explain it to us in detail. Admittedly, I was drinking a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah. He kept giving us more booze. <laughs> <laughs> That's but, uh, the problem. But I, w- I, but I imagine it does have a lot to do with the quality of getting the infusion of that yeah. particular ingredient right where you right, want Right. You it. can balance it yeah, a it, little easier. It, it gives you more control over the uh, proportions of everything. So this is like each of the grains, I guess, that they're using for their... Kind of, I guess. Now, for their distillation? I will say, so the... of. So that was the London Dry Gin. They also have a Citrus Gin, which we didn't try. They have a Noco Saffron Gin, which we're about to try. And then they finally have a Rose Gin, and that's kind of like Mm. pink in color. We didn't bring the Rose Gin back, but that is like the most floral thing I've ever tasted. Like He he was like trying to make it like a perfume. Right. I was going to say, how perfumey was that? Very. But like... I feel like I would palette too. Yeah. I feel like I would cocktail with that one. Um, but I don't know that I would be able to just like sip it, um, in the way that we could with the London dry, but it was interesting. It was good. So next in front of us, we've got the saffron gin. Um, also 80 proof. Yep. Comes in at 80 proof, which is really approachable nose. I'm trying not to be influenced by the, like, the, the color, the color yeah. yeah. I just closed my eyes it's to try like, and block that it, out. It's got like a, for the listeners, it's got like a yellowish green. It, it looks almost like, looks like limoncello, like yeah. a light, mm-hmm. clearer mm-hmm. limoncello. Yep. Or original Gatorade, which <laughs> I love. Oh, no. It totally has a Gatorade color. No, stop. No, it's not fluorescent or neon. <laughs> it's a bit it's more, cool. it's a bit more muted than that. I think it would look really cool in a cocktail. Very pretty. I mean, that I agree with, yes. There's something so on the nose. Who has who here has knowledge of saffron? I think I'm getting a little saffron on the nose. <laughs> In what wait, hang on. So Are like, we talking I like Wikipedia level? <laughs> no, I just don't know that much about saffron. Like I know I've had thing I've tasted it before, but John, the palate on this is incredible. Mm. Yeah. I've not had a lot of saffron, but I feel like I've had it in um I've mostly had it in like rice, like saffron oh, yeah. infused saffron rice. rice. Yeah, um, it's like a lemony thing. It's kind of yeah. It has like a lighter as taste. does as does this palette. Yeah, so I'm trying <laughs> not to say that I'm getting a lot of lemon on this, <laughs> but I am getting like the color. some tea. I don't know tea that yes, well. Yes, that's that's what it is. It's it's like slightly vegetal but in like a fresh way but not eucalyptus Mm. so tea i think is a really good note i'm like i get that lemon i kind of get some orange on it too like Mm. yeah kind of like like multiple different types of citrus going on there (laughs) totally that is i think i'm getting more orange than i am like a very zesty fresh orange Mm -hmm. it's still it's freaking delicious like the skin of an orange Stop it. Um, <laughs> I haven't tried it yet. But it kind of is, yeah. But uh, Has anyone tasted it? Yes, it's, yeah. Yeah. it's fantastic. I'm almost done with it. I love this gin. <clears throat> that is, it's just so good. <laughs> so when we first tasted it, it was in like the darker bar side of it. We weren't, it wasn't the second night that we came back. And it wasn't clear to us that it was yellow in color. Like mm-hmm. we didn't, we didn't realize it till we like got back to the hotel and I pulled it out and I was like, wait a minute, like yes. what's um, wrong? <laughs> <laughs> um, because it's just because it was kind of like a dar- the darker lighting or whatever just yeah. didn't, didn't highlight that. But, um, man, that is a really good gin. Well done guys. Real true scouts. That's delicious. Yes. I just love that. I want to like put this into some sort of coupe glass and yeah. in an up cocktail and not put much, almost like a, oh God, like a martini with that. Yeah, you don't, uh, you wouldn't want too much. I think because they're so a very dry well martini. engineered, yeah. like the balance is. Almost just like put so some of that into good. a shaker or stir it rather, because I think that's what you're supposed to do. That is what you're supposed to do, yes. <laughs> 
Um, and also, Kitty, you're going home with this bottle. <gasps> seriously yeah because you took care of doug while we were in colorado oh my gosh <laughs> you're so kind you should have taken wait everyone pour pour everything back in the, in the bottle <laughs> we just had to taste no it. one no one take too much we had we had to taste it for the pod before we gave it to you it's so lovely it's very smooth now john check under your and chair light. you also get a bottle <laughs> i didn't watch doug though no you didn't that's why you're not getting a bottle right anymore. um i would say give your glass a little bit of an extra wash because we were warned that this is one that kind of like the it lingers a little bit i feel like gin you know it's just so like herbal there's so much going on there that it's gonna mm -hmm. it's hard to get past that but really nice so uh next up we've got their clear rum so they make a variety of rums which of course i was very excited about while we were there as chai um, rum oh, guy you should be over the course of the two days we were there i tried uh the clear rum actually last i tried the navy strength rum and the aged rum that they do um, all of which was wonderful, but this clear rum, I was so impressed by, uh, just how, um, I don't say smooth, like how like clean it is. Uh, Sebastian was actually telling us that, uh, he was, he made this for a bar and they're like, and the, the, the bartenders was like, well, this isn't rum. That's like, cause it was too good to be rum. It, <laughs> it was like too fancy almost. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah no, it, it he, like, he wanted the tails cause it, so it was like rougher. So it tasted like rum. It's like, no, this is what rum is supposed to taste like. <laughs> it smells like tequila. It has, yeah, it has um, a no, part of the nose that is not what I'm familiar with with rum. Yeah. And I feel like it's something about, it's nice, it's different. It almost reminds me of corn whiskey, but I know it's not, obviously, but. Mm, it's got a, oh, I totally get that, that, that corn whiskey note. Yeah. It's got a beautiful sweet, sweetness in the nose with a like a little hint of that like vaginalness. Yeah, there's a bit of funk on that. Mm -hmm. And he, I mean that in the best way. Did Sebastian say that this oh. was uh, rum ag agricole or is this... I've, from molasses it's from molasses but uh so he did say with most of his things he does an an extra long fermentation mm. which is mm. new which if you know about how jamaican rum works the reason they get part of the reason they get so many esters and funkiness in their rum is because they do longer fermentation um i should have known to, that to promote that so this that explains a little bit as why you would get a little bit of funk in that even though it's not like a jamaican thing. that's totally what it is after multiple but, smells yeah. it is that little funkiness yeah but it's the nose is great. Let's try it. Wow. Clean is such a good word. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's just so good. I would love this in any rum cocktail. Mm -hmm. I'd love to try this barrel strength or navy strength. The, yeah, the navy strength was also great. <clears throat> that is so smooth. There is no burn there <clears throat> whatsoever. Right. But I was it's so clean. Yeah, I was so impressed by the clear rum. Because I could obviously I would have loved to have taken all of them back with me, but uh we tried one. 25 things and we could not bring 25 things home. You tried well, half of everything. So <laughs> yeah, I had to pick one rum driving. and I went with a clear one because it was such a great expression of, uh, of clear rum. Run to you hole. Uh-huh. I'm trying to figure <laughs> out what that, that kind of sweet it on the palate taste is. It is so unique. Is it vanilla? Yeah. Yeah. I, I maybe. Maybe a little banana too, but not in the banana way that I'm used to with rum. Yeah, but it's got a little of that tropical fruit action. It's got a little bit of that sweetness. The oh. tropical fruit is there, but it is mm. very subtle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know it takes a minute to come out. Yeah. I kind of want to add a little bit of water to this. I kind of want to drink this on a beach. Yeah. You mean because it's been snowing for the last three days <laughs> or because it tastes like it? <laughs> that that could be part of it. Actually, when we went to the distillery, it was... Uh, in between, we went twice and was on other, either side of a blizzard, so... Yeah, when... Mm -hmm. And we had a rough night that night, too. Yeah, that's, you know, that's a whole other story. It really is. I'm going to guess... I'm just going to say that it involved a fire alarm in the middle of the night, but I'll stop right there. Oof. Yeah. So here's what I'm getting. I feel like it's kind of weird, so bear with me. A little bit of cherry and a little bit of licorice. I'm... Oh, I get the licorice. Cherry? Maybe. Yeah, there's something like... Tropical, but like, I could see maybe like a little red cherry. Definitely not black cherry, but like a yeah, little bit of red cherry. Yeah, that's what cherry. I mean. Yeah, a little bit of red cherry juice, maybe. Yeah, the juice. It's the juice. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if I was gonna get cherry there, but maybe more of like the yeah, help like me. a darker tropical fruit, like a passion fruit or something like that. Yeah, that would make sense because I'm not as familiar with those. You know, I mean, yeah, those are like or like guava or something. I know, like I don't, I don't know exactly how to differentiate those things yeah. flavor wise. Maybe but it is like a. I'm just trying to. Say, I'm just gonna go 
dark tropical fruit. Yeah, I yeah, I get currant, like red currant or black currant. I don't know if I'm. I don't. I'm finding it really hard to pick this apart because there are so many different layers in this. But no, I love the complexity. Which is amazing. Uh, so complex on a clear rum like this. Yeah, it's just fantastic. I think my palate is sophisticated enough for this rum. <laughs> and this would be great in any rum cocktail. That's a that's a big statement. I don't think my palate is sophisticated yeah. enough for this clear rum. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. Right? Like that's yeah. a big compliment. <laughs> There's so much you could do with this too. Is you know mm-hmm. yeah. whether it's like barrel proof or like down here. Like, did you find that you were getting a lot more of these flavors on the barrel proof? If you remember at all. Uh, I mean, I feel like the uh, the fruitiness maybe got rounded out a bit, and then you get a little more obviously from the barrel. Yeah. And uh, Sebastian's all about uh, like high quality barrels, which we're going to talk about in a minute. Um, actually, that's a great segue because um, the next so the, the rest of the things we're trying these were all unaged, for the, or you know for not not you know barrel aged. So for the rest of the things we're trying are barrel aged. So we wanted to now transition into a little more of our interview with Sebastian, mm. uh, where we talk a little bit more about their barreling process. I can't wait. And uh, let's let Sebastian take it away. Today, ninety five percent of our barrel stock is five gallon barrels. We, we use two different coopers on the five-gallon barrels. Their season's anywhere from 12 to 18 months. Um, there used to be a, a cooper called, the company was called Anne Gray, and they did 36 months, and they had beautiful barrels. Unfortunately, during COVID, they went out of business, and those were my preferred barrels. They were roughly four, 4.3 to 4.5 gallons once you fill them. Mm-hmm. And I really, really enjoyed the seasoning, the time they took to season the, the, the oak. And so it got me thinking, I'm like, well, you know, I would, I would like to kind of look for a new supplier of barrels. And uh, I came upon Canton, which, which I know from you know, my winemaking years. And they're like, mm-hmm. hey, we make spirit barrels now that are aged up to 48 months. And I said, are you kidding me? Oh, he wow. says, no, we're <laughs> actually going to release one. Uh, we're going to re-season uh, barrels five years but there are, those aren't special order so i'm like well when the day you do that let me know because yeah. i absolutely yeah. want to try so um i'm all about the quality of the oak mm-hmm. it's one thing to have beautiful grain mm-hmm. it's one thing to use exquisite yeasts mm-hmm. it's one thing to have pristine water it's another thing to have beautiful stills and having a beautiful uh, distillation method but at the end of the day, you can have a, a beautiful new make product that goes into a barrel and then that's, mm-hmm. that's completely destroyed. Yeah, by the barrel. Yeah. And so our wood budget in 2022 for the size of our distillery mm-hmm. was almost $180,000. Oh, wow. Which that's is incredible. Yeah, for- it's, it's, it's stupid expensive. But on the other end, we can taste it in our products. Mm-hmm. And I don't have two generations to build a brand. Yeah, and so I'm taking every possible shortcuts that I can take without affecting quality. Mm-hmm. And it all comes down to raw material, the water, very important, the equipment you have, obviously copper, copper, copper. When people tell me they use stainless steel and it's great, it's not. <laughs> I've experimented. It doesn't yeah. work as good as copper. Mm-hmm. And then the wood. The wood is everything to me. Mm-hmm. And that's also, that was Dr. Bill Lubeston that taught me. He says... Don't be cheap on your wood. It's good advice. <laughs> and I'm not. Actually, yeah. I spend a lot more on my wood than he does today. Uh, when, when you compare it, you know, lead, leader, leader production-wise. Yeah. Um, but then again, you know, I mean, the quality of the wood, I think, makes our spirits. And I think uh, you tried yesterday. You were yeah. one of the first people to try the Star Trek um, uh, yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much. It was so, amazing. So the star, so the, the bourbon two that was featured in Star Trek was is a combination of multi batches that was made into one batch mm. and then aged into the biggest barrel I could find, which yeah. was a hundred gallon barrel. Mm. So we we we, we blended uh, about fifteen different five five and ten gallon barrels combined, yeah. and then we put it into this hundred gallon. And then we aged it for another six months. So we, 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 we barreled it June 21st and then we dumped it December 21st on both solstice. Oh, wow. And 
I was blown away by the quality mm -hmm. of the, the flavors. I mean, I have aromas that I only find in single malt starches that are, and this is not even a single malt, but that yeah. are 20 plus years old. Mm -hmm. and, and those rancho aromas that came through were just simply incredible. And that, that was when I decided that I was just going to absolutely focus on buying only old seasoned woods. Yeah. I mean, I, we, we can speak from experience yesterday that that is one of the, honestly, one of the best whiskeys I've had in a long time. Thank well, you. Well done. That's Thank you. incredible. I know it's a very limited release. I'm sure you have it thousands is. of people trying to get it. We have 8,000 people. That's almost yeah. 8,000 people that sign up for it. Yeah. And we're only going to be releasing roughly 500 uh, mm -hmm. in a lottery. Yeah. Okay. And, and so, you know, and, and we kept it very reasonably priced as well. We could have price gouged, but we decided not to do it. Mm -hmm. I think this is really a really good, we had a very good opportunity to be featured and we're very thankful for it. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, this is going to become a collector's item and, 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 and people are going to spend a fortune for it down the road. Yeah. And so I look forward to that. So, yeah, that's, uh, Sebastian really cares about the barrels, uh, high quality oak, uh, the Star Trek um, one is so good. It's yeah. Incredibly good. So, so that's one, that's one of like three things that he just like poured us from like a barrel Yeah, that like, yeah, wow. that he just like Straight let us taste. Cask. It did was amazing. Like, did he use like a whiskey thief? Like what did he, what was the setup like? I don't really know. We didn't see him actually pour it. He just showed up it with like a, like a, one of the like two cup measuring cups oh with gosh. some whiskey in it and was like, here, let me pour this in your cup. <laughs> wow. Um, it's incredible. So the reason, yeah. the reason they're doing that, so the, uh, the NoCo whiskey was on an episode of Star Trek Picard. What? What? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so to like commemorate that, that's what they're doing this special release. Yeah. Uh, which again is incredible. It's I'm, so good. I'm going to sign up for that lottery. That's that's, uh, we sh we need to, yeah. Because I would love to have a bottle of that. He also gave us a cask strength rye to try. Like there's a few that he just he was just like here. Let me just let me just give you a taste of this. And it was just like it wasn't even from a bottle. Yeah, <laughs> that really um, speaks to his passion. Yeah, I think he just wants to share. Yeah. 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 No, if you're by the way, if you're in the Fort Collins area, go to this distillery. I cannot say enough good things about all the products. <laughs> like you have to go there and visit the place. They have the tasting room open. Wednesday through Saturday, I think, and uh, just for uh, for cocktails and anything else. But uh, you can also just go during business hours during the week and like try samples and buy bottles. It's so incredible, and you got you guys got to check it out for Collins. But, and you uh, said like the location from the outside. It might not look that that like there's a you won't see it from the outside. Like from the street, you can't even see it because it's like it's in this like a, weird. They have, road a, they have a big sign. It's on. They're on the signage there, but uh, yeah, you kind of got to know where look where you're going. But uh, yeah. no, just so incredible. But yeah, that that Sir Picard is one of the, John our bourbon drinking friends would lose their mind. Oh yeah. And and they will when uh when, <laughs> when, we, when you win, win a bottle. Win that, <laughs> everybody <laughs> sign up right now go to nocodistillery.com. <laughs> yeah. I I will be that you line up right behind me. <laughs> Cuz it's incredible and we're going to just blow away all the uh, the nonsense um bourbon they drink. This is so much better. Wow. <laughs> it's incredible. That but, is exciting. Uh, I can't wait to try the barreled stuff. So yeah. you guys have a few bottles of that you brought back? Yeah, yeah. We uh, so next up, we've got the rye whiskey. Again, it's a small batch. This comes in at eighty-eight proof. Small batch, like everything that they do. Mm -hmm. It and smells like old books. It's mm -hmm. aged in a five-gallon oh American yes. oak cask. <laughs> so that's relatively it's like, small. It's like Ron Burgundy. Like mm -hmm. yeah, my apartment smells of rich mahogany. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and I have many leather-bound books. Yeah. <laughs> it's in a five-gallon book. No. <laughs> so normally they're like 53 gallons so five is like you know one-tenth the size roughly yeah i mean but it ages a lot faster in that size barrel yeah so allowing you to and then he, he's making small batches so he's very he's very good at um at, at the blending aspect of this too from what i can tell uh again he very much knows what he's doing that's what it's all about these days is good blending but uh so like he's getting the batch right where he wants it but that nose, I, I mean, it's that's a, that's a nice, nice rye. Get a little bit of that, little mint, little mint, little spice, but not much. Everything yeah. nice. I went ahead and took a taste of that, and I'm getting mint and vanilla on the palate. You're on the vanilla kick today. Got a little black tea. Ooh, that's delicious. Right? Yeah. See, because like you, you think really nice. A lot of distilleries we try stuff at, and try stuff from. You know, you would expect this to taste a little grainy, yeah, a little young. Nothing, you know, that's a lot of 
Sometimes know, that's just what it is. Distilleries that haven't been open a long time, you know, you get a lot of that. You do not get that on this. No. So good. Yeah, this is delicious. This, it's quite sweet. Yeah, it's got a nice it's got a nice sweetness but to it. Yeah, a nice sweetness. Yeah. Right. It's not too sweet. It's not saccharin, but it's it's got a nice kind of wow. lingering mint in the background, I yeah. think. Yeah. Maybe a nice. tiny bit of chocolate. Maybe. Tiny. I'll back you up on that. But uh man. You don't is, have to. It's okay. <laughs> no, it's <clears throat> there's definitely like a um if I asked you how like just blind, like, hey, how old do you think this this rye is? I would I would be like ten plus years. I mean, like, really? it's, the reason why I say that is because it's really, um, yeah, it's got this, it's got like so much barrel influence uh, to me at least. And I'm trying to look at the flavor wheel and pick out, pick out what it is, but I, I'm such a like whiskey novice. Like this is not my realm of expertise. And to me, because this is so like fresh and it has those kind of lighter notes and it's really complex. Like I would have thought that this would be younger. In my mind, like older kind of whiskey, like the longer something is aged, the more kind of, I don't know, old it tastes. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's, musty, it feels more lively. Yeah, I, musty in a way. Like this feels quite lively. So I, and that's not me saying that that's how it is. That's just like how my mind kind of thought things were so for you to say that you would think that this is like a 10 year old the reason why i say that is um yeah totally sometimes you can over oak a whiskey mm. and it gets a bunch of influence and takes over the distillate in a bad way but sometimes you get like a rye that is or a whiskey that's been in the barrel but i say rye differently because that yeah. only takes like three years in the barrel to really in a big barrel mm. to really uh mellow out and like have some really nice barrel flavors coming through and but some hyper aged rise like upper aged like in the teens like thomas handy or other mm. well i guess maybe thomas handy's a little younger but saz 18 but so maybe i should say maybe not 10 but definitely between like six and ten like something that's not typical and the re and it's nice that this is like 88 proof i think yeah um because you get a lot more of that flavor. And I think that's why it almost tastes like a um, Thomas Handy, but just like a little bit cooled off mm. from what I remember. Yeah. I think the reason I like grew up not liking whiskeys, rice, bourbons is because they always, I would say to my dad, who was a big whiskey fan, like it just tastes like wood to mm. me. And that's kind of what I associated with these kinds of spirits like astringent and yeah you know, and i guess a dry. bit of that mustiness very dry and i don't get that with this yeah i also would like to add after sipping that a little bit more i get like an apricot note mm. in there as well i i really like that rye it's really good yeah, that was delicious it's got a lot of flavors going on there what did you did you get to try that barrel strength did you say? Was that one that you did? Yeah. Every, Maybe. I, I don't know if it was this exact same, um, because they use the barrels in such different ways. I don't know if it was the exact same one. But, oh, right, right. Well, but made, also, we tried like 25 things, well, he made, and <laughs> it's hard to keep track of the the By like the notes. 12th thing, yeah. like, you start losing track. Well, he, he makes the point in the interview, too, that uh, you know because of the, all the small batches they're doing, um, kind of the downside is that, hey, it was like, it sells out in a week, so every batch is a little bit different. So you're not going to really get that, uh, which is is really cool because it's like you can just go, go there every week and buy a new bottle. And it's going to be different. And you don't know yeah. what you're getting. And it's going to be a whole new it's experience. Like, I feel like that's good for people like us, but there's a lot of people out there who are like they find the thing that they like, yeah. and then they're like, yeah. I want another one of those. Yeah, but yeah. well, you then you have to invest in the excitement and yeah. the, the spirit mm -hmm. of yeah. experimenting. And like believe, you said, it's like a laboratory. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and believe in the brand. You know? Yeah, the, and the spirit. Right. And so like, imagine like a Friday night, you're like, all right, let's get together and try this latest release. That's kind of cool. You can't do that with a lot of brands because they don't release something new every week yeah. like that. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's, it's so cool. So uh, next up we've got, uh, the bourbon. Uh, this is also coming in 88 proof. Uh, this is the Mashbill two, I believe. It is. Um, we do not have anything from Mashbill one. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately. But, uh, Mashbill two, 75% corn, 21% rye, 4% malted barley. 
And this one, I think, was sixty bucks at the distillery. That's yeah, that's not bad. Which you know, you, that's kind of a par for the course price on a, on. A yeah, most of their stuff was between fifty and sixty bucks mm -hmm. there, so you know, kind of rolling in the same price range. I mean, when they spend one hundred eighty thousand dollars for barrels, Gosh, you know, it's yeah. the least you could do. Well, yeah. and also everything that we've tasted so far has been very good. So yeah. Mm -hmm. On the nose, I initially got newspaper print, <laughs> but now. It's an interesting nose. It's Does got subtle a bit more. I've never Newspaper smelled one like this. It's pleasant, but I'm trying to figure out what it is. Now I'm getting something a little bit more nutty, maybe like a hazelnut. Or um Hazelnut's actually a pretty good note on that on the nose, I think. I also just recently just crushed some hazelnut uh chocolates from leftover from Christmas. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. What, what sea, kind of the, chocolates the, the would sea, they like? The seashell deals. Oh, I love those. I know they're so good. The Gouillon. Mm -hmm. I don't exactly know if I the, pronounced that That's exactly correctly. the one though, yes. Yeah. I'm getting like toasted oak or toasted cedar or something. I know that you don't toast cedar, but something. You can if you try hard enough. <clears throat> yeah. Um. Well, on the back, uh, it says, aged using small new American oak casks, as we knew, releasing intense oak flavors. So mm, there you go. I wonder... Did they say like what what they do to char the barrels at all? Did I miss that? Well, he, 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 it's, it's, it's a lot about the barrel seasoning of the 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 cooperages he gets stuff from. Mm. So these barrels have uh are primed are primed for aging. Mm. What it sounds like. I'm actually getting almost like a sweet pickle uh, on the nose too. <laughs> these goofy little flavors. I love it. It might be you know my mustache, but. <laughs> Leftover from your sandwich earlier. Mm -hmm. um, dive, dive into that palette. Let's yeah, I've got some herbal tea on the palette. Mm. I like that. It's pretty light. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it is. It's nice though. Yeah, it's, it's got like a, a nice little um, not heat. What's the word I'm looking for? It's like almost like a little hot sauce flavor, almost a little bit of spice. Yeah, but I don't want people. I don't want to confuse people into like thinking when we talk about like rye spice and stuff. Like, it's not like a nutmeggy kind of mm. thing. It's I was um, something standing out to me is a bit of like a raspberry. Oh, that's pretty unique. Yeah, I can see that. You know what it is that I'm picking up on? It's more of a it's more of a feel than it is a flavor, mm. and it's nice. Yeah, it's very good. Nice sensation. Yeah, it's very good. Very approachable. You could drink five of these. I might right now. <laughs> right, right. Slam it. <laughs> Let's get after it. This would be really nice for um, like a booze forward up cocktail, I feel like. Or I mean, or it's being neat, but I mean, just like there's a lot you could do with this because it's very interesting. But yeah, I get a little on the uh, like the middle of the tongue. I'm getting a little, uh, what is it? Maybe a clove kind of thing going on. I don't know. Yeah. That's where I yeah. got my raspberry was like right in the middle of the mm -hmm. tongue. I'm starting to get that warmth that you were talking about. Yeah. On the like, there's a little tingliness. And it stays with you for a little bit. Yeah. It's way. very, very pleasant. And then I, that's also for me feeding into like the clove feeling. Yeah. And then maybe like a hint of milk chocolate in there too. Do you think it's the clove cigarettes we just smoked? I mean, I, we, <laughs> you, you, you did go through an entire pack. It's really interesting. <laughs> just listening to everybody's tasting notes on both the rye and this one, it seems like all of them are so all over the place. Yeah. Um, like oh, Complexity. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. That's exactly. That's so complex. Yes. Which is very impressive. It's not yeah. easy to pull that off. I'll tell you yeah. what I'm not getting, which are like some of the big brands, you get a lot of like cherry and vanilla. And I feel like, this is what's cool and unique about this is that it doesn't taste like anything. No, this is totally different than anything else we drank. Yeah. Like, like we love Old Forester. This doesn't taste anything like that. Mm -mm. You love Old Forester. I was saying John and I, the the royal we. The royal we. <laughs> the we boys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Daniel and uh, mm -hmm. some of our other friends. And there's Jim Beam White Label, which is what Kitty loves. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know what that means. No one's going to steal it from you. You don't have to hold on don't to it. Laugh. Um, don't just... Just ignore him. You don't. You don't like that. I know you don't, and okay. I and I don't even think you've tasted it. But I know that you don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> Is it whiskey? If it was, if it was Tito's, Jim be Beam excited? bourbon. It's. Oh yeah, no. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hey, we're not here to shit on Mr. James B. Beam. No. You have to pay for that. Yeah. <laughs> There's a whole line of people <laughs> for that. No, this is awesome. I mean, that is just. 
I really do think it's a testament to the blending and the barreling that they do. Yeah. I, like I, you said, like we said, like all that, that lab work that they're yeah. doing. <laughs> like I really, um, I regret that I wasn't able to bring back some of their barrel strength stuff, but hopefully we can win the lottery day. for this. <laughs> yeah. This Picard barrel or uh, bottle. Cause I also, uh, it, I do watch Star Trek Picard. And the only reason I, I've been maintaining this very overpriced, um, Paramount Plus account for the last year yeah. and a half <laughs> so I can watch Sir Patrick Stewart and the also also Lower Decks is a great show if you haven't seen it but also if you get this bottle it's a great segue to maybe invite Sir Patrick Stewart over sometime yeah because there's only 500 <laughs> people that could do that yeah that's and true. if he's coming he might as well invite Sir Ian McKellen of course and I mean oh man <laughs> and then we can tell we can tell Sir Ian about how Jenny hasn't seen Lord of the Rings and <laughs> Wait, I've what? seen the first one Oh, it's a whole thing. You should Kitty. see Kitty's face. We did, no, John. Like, n no, <laughs> this is what. This is really upsetting. Uh, How did you not know that? Like, well, I, I, was... I know now. I'm upset because <laughs> Parker did a marathon recently in a single day of the director's cut of all of the three films, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you were here, but you were working. I should have made you sit down. No, they and they, watch all they of actively made that decision to do that because they knew I wasn't going to want to watch the movies. <laughs> she didn't even have to work. I am reassessing so many things right now. Uh, please, please send your hate mail to <laughs> yeah. Jenny at uh, tryspiritsguys@gmail.com. Yeah. I don't give a hard. I'm so upset. I've never, I've never gotten into it. I don't get it. She has never been. In, in fairness, Jenny just hates things that are great. That's not true. She likes you. Yeah, she well tolerates. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we have two more things to try. That admittedly, uh, this next one we lied a little bit is not aged, but that's okay. Correct. But uh, there's two. There's two more things. I'm very excited about both of them. So they another uh, of the myriad of products that they make, of which you said there are fifty. Yeah. A um, bunch of great infused vodkas that we unfortunately couldn't bring all all those back. The lemon vodka was delightful. Mm -hmm. But we uh, they, they make some American agave, which we've been experiencing a little more recently. GTFO. Mm -hmm. So we've had a couple of those in uh, in the recent years. Uh, they make it. The name on this is absolutely fantastic. What is it? So if you look at the front of this, it's uh, it's tequila. Oh, my God. But if you look at it, it looks like so like Sebastian is Swiss. His business partner is Scandinavian. And so I thought that it was like some like translation of the word, mm. but like, no, they trademarked this shit because wow. it was like to kill ya. How has that not been trademarked? Yeah, like, I'm surprised. That's because, what they said. They're like, well, let's just look. There's no way it's a, oh my God, it's not taken. Like, yeah, <laughs> because it's like they couldn't call it tequila because it's American agave. So they made up their own name and they trademarked it. That is, there's, they're going to have to sell that to some gigantic brand. I mean, I think they've had some offers for, oh, uh, and yeah. uh, they absolutely have. But it's such a good name because you know the old joke to kill you. You know, like yeah. people yeah. use it all the time. And it has a little skull on it too, mm -hmm. on the, on oh the label. God. And by the way, we haven't even talked about these labels, but we should at some point. Yeah, the bottles are beautiful. They're classy. If you'd like to see, I more, feel like that's a good word for it. Yeah, they are. I believe it's episode. Uh, I don't know. One of the episodes on Star Trek Picard. You can see one <laughs> on there. But uh, no, the yeah the. It's very classy. Mm -hmm. the, the labeling of this. It's like it's like an off-white labeling label with uh, mm -hmm. like a dark dark brown ish. Very sophisticated. Yeah. So we, um, so we have two type different tequila expressions to try. I am so stoked. We do. It does have, and you see, it has a little trademark mm -hmm. guy right there. So the first <laughs> the first one is the blanco, uh, which admittedly was the second of the ones that I tried. We tried these in different days. The, the two of them. And I was so blown away by this one the second day that I was like, I have to buy a bottle of this. Mm -hmm. uh, made from 100% organic blue agave. And stachylia. Check out that. that smells delicious. Check out that oh, I've already yeah, smelled the I'm nose. trying to work. I'm getting something, but I can't think what it is. Butterscotch. It's, it's called Tears in Your Eyes. Butterscotch. Because it's so good. Maybe a passion fruit. Something like tropical-ish. Yeah. I'm but getting... not too sweet. I know passion fruit is kind of sweet, but when you smell it. It has a kind of... I wouldn't have guessed agave if you just put this in front of me and told me to smell it. I get butterscotch on the nose. But that's yogurt. I'm getting like a little tequila nose, Free but like yogurt. it's way more, it's way uh, more like yellow cake with like vanilla icing. And then I'm getting like a little <laughs> bit of... 
something in the back. But man, this is smells so good. That first John nose. John painting a picture on this nose. I like it. I just when I smelled it, I was like, this is awesome. I love this. I know, he set up a canvas in the studio to paint the paint. <laughs> I'm very inspired. Elaborate. Inspired. I wonder if the yogurt I'm getting on the nose is to do with the yeast they used for this particular. Right. Can I share with you the last thing that I think I smell? It's that smell that you get after you blow out the candles. I'm telling oh, you I love that smell. I'm did they, you I did, oh, quick God. question. Yeah. Did they talk to you much about the different kinds of yeasts and why they use so many different kinds? Um, a little, it was, a, I mean, they use a variety of them because they each have their own impact. And we, we've touched on this in other episodes, like, so Four Roses, for example, they use five different yeasts. Um, for the for okay for and, different they, and they make individual like um, recipes that use different yeasts. I'm then, glad you remember that because I was like, is it five? It is. It is five. <laughs> and uh, and so they they use these different yeasts and they give different impacts on the flavor. There's like a floral one and mm. there's a uh, four other ones that I'm escaping at the moment. But uh, <laughs> but but, they, but they're all they're all, all very good. different. I've got yeah. one of the four roses bottles behind me here. But uh, they use 15 different ones, so they're they're real specific on which. Yeast is giving them which kind of flavor profile they're looking for and impacts it slightly or more than slightly depending on it. But it, it's it's such an art and such a science. It's yeah, I'd love really to know more about that. I find that I'll fascinating. Tell you, what's also pretty impressive is just keeping those yeasts alive. I mean, that's a lot of yeast to keep alive. I As a keep sourdough alive. baker. Right. I yeah, keep alive it's one starter. But like, it makes sense because even with sourdough, sourdough from different places tastes different because you're the yeast i mean yeast is wild yeast is in the air it's everywhere and when you make your culture um you're just picking up on the bacteria in the air <clears throat> or the yeast in the air and so yeah yeast tastes different everywhere so yeah. I, I don't know i i find that interesting i would love to read more about that um i i fucking love this by the way yeah what are you guys getting on the taste um, more butterscotch mm -hmm. and maybe like an apple. I'm getting a little like, like a tart apple, a little smoke, but, um, it makes me wonder like, you know, what they do during the fermentation process, if they smoke it at all, kind of, you know, like you would do for tequila or whatever. But it's, man, I really like the palate on this. It is, it's got more sweetness than I'm used to in a Blanco tequila. Yeah. Uh, but I am here for it. I, again, I can drink like five of these. And, and, you, I, and I will right now. Right. You said it's organic blue agave, right? Yeah. 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 Parker's getting blasted tonight. Yeah. It's hard though because these are all 80 proof. So you could really go to town on this. And That's the plan. Yeah. I kind of like that though. You know, we're low proof. We like low proof stuff. Yeah. No, there's plenty of our bourbon friends who are like, yeah, if it's under 120, don't even talk to me about it. Like, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. We don't need a hazmat thing. That, that is like, no, for 80 they, proof, that is so full bodied though. There's yeah. so much flavor there. Like, that is like shared among all their spirits. I feel like they don't sacrifice any flavor by proofing it down and they really make it much more approachable. Yeah, it's got that fresh fruit vibe. It's got that butterscotch. Man, they're just so good. I'm like trying to imagine like this might be weird, but I want to make a sidecar with that. Yeah, you got to remind me delightful. what's in that. That's usually a brandy cocktail. It mm. is. I bet you're right, Jenny. I'm getting like, it's almost like a little campfire, but like a good wood, like. Maybe a little bit of hickory. It's a lot of hardwood, like hickory, yeah. It ain't no pine. Just on just on the end, at the very back end. Yeah. That was that was. I so could see cool. that. So now you have another tequila option here? Yeah, so they do a barreled version. That's their 50-50. Their that's made from a blend of 50% organic blue agave, 50% evaporated cane juice. And then I'm not sure how long they... They barrel this for, but it's, you notice the color, it's pretty dark. So dark. It looks like a, it's like whiskey uh, brown. Yeah, it is, it is dark. It looks like a 12-year-old rum. It does. I mean, yeah. yeah, honestly, maybe even older than that. Yeah. But uh, it's. I can't imagine where we're going here because uh, evaporated it, cane juice, you don't hear that often. Yeah, the nose on this is pretty different than the previous one. Should, uh, I should probably wash out the glass. Yep. It uh, smells rummy. I think. Yeah, it's got. Um, I'm definitely getting a little of the wood on there. It's got to be that evaporated cane juice, I imagine, making it kind of rummy. Maybe, maybe, or maybe the suggestion. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 
But yeah, I was excited. So they had they sold three different varieties of this, I believe, when we were there. Oh, that oh, this is so cool. It's maple syrupy. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's so much going on in that nose. This smells like a very old weeded bourbon. I don't know. Just it's so wild. It does. Yeah. yeah it I could totally buy that this was not tequila or agave at all. Yeah. All right. So we gotta try this. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that tastes more like rum to me than it does. Uh, I know, right? It does not taste like tequila. I've got that butterscotch note back. Yeah, from the previous and like more subtle than yeah. the other one, but yeah, but also kind of yeah, buttery. Like yeah, butterscotch and butter. It is there's something kind of it's almost kind of creamy. Yeah. Ooh, Don't. yeah, I like that. <laughs> It kind of reminds me of like a Trinidad rum. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm talking about, John. Yeah, I was going to say Trinidad, not Panama. Definitely not. <laughs> not, not, not Panama. <laughs> um, this is cocktail-y kind of to me too. It's sweet. It's like sweeter. It's not sweet. You know what I mean? Like comparatively. Now, like this is something I would use instead of bourbon in a, in a cocktail. Mm, this is, yeah, like an old-fashioned, mm-hmm. although it's already pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, but the... That cream, that creamy note. Yeah, no, I, uh, God, I like this. Yeah. I mean. Did you know that you love this from first sip back at the distillery? Yeah, we tried this the first day we were there and I was like, oh my God, we're buying. Yeah, this is amazing. And I will say about everything that we've tried so far, like sometimes we'll try something and like, it's just too much. Like, I don't know, very alcohol forward. None of these are alcohol forward. They're all very smooth. They're all so layered. Uh, like approachable but taste. complex. Yeah, yeah that I, I would sip all of these. And I've tried some stuff on this podcast that I wouldn't sip. I've been very open about that. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Usually it's like, this is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> What's this trash water? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I would sit and sip any one of these i could see a little bit of like uh like a cinnamon or something on this too or something something i don't know if it's cinnamon something like that though very much in the background for me but i can totally get yeah like subtle if you've ever had like uh chocolate chip cookies with a little cinnamon in them that level of cinnamon no but now i want them everybody when you do that everybody's gonna be like oh these are really good and they like can't figure out why and then then you're like it's cinnamon (laughs) i'm gonna do that that's like super if if that's on here though it's like very subtle because it I'm getting that a little bit of the fruit. I get a little bit of that wood. I get a little bit of the butterscotch. And there, there's a lot going on here, which I love. And that's why the cinnamon can like creep in the background and just. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I'm that, here. Fourth, <laughs> that, that fourth layer. Hi. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. And I don't know how they came upon this. Like imagine, I mean, it, they've been doing a lot of experimenting, mm-hmm. but like whose idea was to be like, wait, what about, should we use that 50% evaporated cane juice we've got in the back? Yeah. Yeah, I mean Sebastian's a mad scientist. He should, he should have been wearing a lab coat. Yeah, what was he? Like, what was he like in person? Oh my god, what a what a cool guy! What a fun guy! I just imagine him like dressed very well, and his hair was perfect. <laughs> my um, have you watched? If you've watched Ted Lasso, yes, Ooh, yeah. the person who I would compare him to is Trent Krim. Oh, oh yeah. Of the kind of slightly disheveled, but in like a cool kind of yeah. Like he didn't have he didn't have like the long hair, but he had a lot of hair, if that makes sense. Um, But with it's just like he seemed like very very smart, very well put together, and um, Sebastian, I was not breaking down your looks while we were there, so I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) He's more he's more to you than just a a (laughs) me. Well, I gotta say, mad respect to him. Yeah, Sebastian. Amazing job on all these spirits. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we absolutely love your distillery. I'm already planning my next trip to Fort Collins. I can't wait Ho- to see Hopefully start. on my company's dime. Yeah, but if mm-hmm. not, we'll, we'll make a trip out of it. It's worth it. The stuff as well that you've mentioned that sounds fascinating. Like, I mean, we haven't tried any of the vodka yet. And they said that that's like the majority of what they sell. You said you tried a white truffle Yeah, vodka. yeah, Yeah, they made a white truffle just to see if they could. It's like super not <laughs> profitable. Like they're like, yeah, we lose money doing this. I kind of wonder. I love that. If they're going to be like the Jurassic Park of spirits, <laughs> like it's going <laughs> like they didn't ask if they should, but they just asked if they could. Yeah. Just, mm-hmm. just blatant science run amok. And then that's how you get like, yeah. Life finds mm-hmm. a way. Whiskey mm-hmm. taking over America. Yeah. 
No, I was with a y. so impressed. And uh, just a huge thank you to Sebastian, Monique, and everybody else in uh, NoCo. We had such a good time on our, our, our during our, our stay there. Um, I did send them uh, some nothing bunt cakes. Uh, oh, is that what you did? Oh. Mini bunt cakes to thank them for the uh, uh, the hospitality, which they appreciate. Yeah, they, that's such a good idea. Yeah, yeah. So I hope they enjoyed them. If you're no, listening. yeah, that we we really had a great uh, experience with them, so we appreciate it. Yeah, it was just it was so much fun. Thank you guys so much, and we can't wait to come back. And uh, to all the listeners, yeah, if you're in the Colorado area, go the, to NoCo. The Colorado area. Just make a trip. Like anywhere. <laughs> hey, if you're in Cheyenne, you can make the drive. It's only like an hour. Heck, if you're in the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> just head to Fort Collins. Yeah. Just yeah. go. Everyone, in, now go. If you're in Denver, why, I don't know why you're not there already. Just, right. Just, it's like an hour and a half drive. It's no problem. Yep. Um, it was awesome. But yeah, such a good time. And uh, yeah, uh, please. Uh, this was fun, guys. Thank you. Uh, Seriously. Thank you guys for bringing that back. Thank yeah. you for shoveling yeah. us back. Absolutely. Um but yeah, like look, look for us on Instagram at Chai Spirits, guys. You can see a couple of pictures we took at the uh, distillery, which is pretty cool. Um, email us your great show ideas or comments, uh, you know, anything really at uh, Chai, Chai Spirits, guys at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, and also check out the merch store, zazzle.com slash store slash Chai Spirits, guys. I've seen some people wearing it around. Looks really good on everybody. Yeah, I, I got to get a couple more shirts. I only have the one shirt. Um, good yeah. times. But yeah, guys, we're. I think Doug needs a Chai Spirits Guys t shirt. I'm working on it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, we're excited about a bunch of upcoming episodes. We got a lot of fun stuff. Little mezcal in our future, John. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be great. And uh, and then also in the relatively near future, we've got an Irish whiskey episode mm. that I, I know super fan Brandon is very excited about. Mm. So we've got a lot of fun episodes in the future. So keep checking us out on the things. We love your, uh, your five star ratings in particular and your comments. Yeah. So thanks, guys. And uh, thanks, everyone, for being here. We'll see you next time here at Shy Spirits, guys. Cheers. 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 They were 